do feel a little bad because we did a big combo deal. Oh, with the pretzels and cheese. So delicious. Yes, Pretzels right? and cheese are my favorite. Yes, I love it. Of the combos. Pretzel coating. Mm-hmm. And have pretzels and cheese, or the pretzel and the cheese that's like pizza flavored, oh. also amazing. Yes, strangely tastes like pizza. <laughs> it does. It's so real and chemically. <laughs> um, yeah, but we had um, my sister's birthday is coming up. My birthday just happened, mm. and then we had two dads, my dad and then my brother-in-law, to celebrate Father's Day. Were they Greg Evigan <laughs> and uh, the guy from uh, yes. <laughs> the? I that watched show. that show. I watched yes. my two dads. Yes, exactly. No, so we were sort of celebrating for four people in one mm. party, so it wasn't so any, easy. really yeah. anybody's party. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we just ordered food and stayed in the house because it was so insanely right. hot outside. Oh, I feel you, girl. My God. I feel you. You didn't drop that boat? No, it was actually, it was even too hot to go boating. No, it's never too hot to go boating, but... It's, it was more appealing for us to go have a lunch and air conditioning yes. and then go, um, you know, find some sold-out incredible shows and then finally land on one <laughs> at Great Lakes Crossing. So, Oh, I can't wait to get your take when we was, get to that coming yes. up. But yes, I'm excited that you got to see that. So we had a pretty chill Papa's Day. Yeah. But you liked yeah. it? Did you get any uh, gifts? Um, Stripogram. Nice. Yeah. Um, somebody sent me a hooker. I had to, unfortunately, send her away. Yeah. Yeah, you know. I mean, if you were younger, maybe, but now that you're kind of older and yeah, set more, your I'm ways, more chill. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You're like, I don't feel like taking the time to do the sexually transmitted disease test. Right. No, STDs are a huge inconvenience. Yeah. And so. besides, I'd rather mow the lawn. <laughs> you know you're old when <laughs> right. you would rather get on your riding lawnmower Man. than ride a girl I, who smells like freshly cut grass. Yeah, I can't see the stripes in the lawn anymore. <laughs> Looks like that's what my tunnel vision's taking me into. Oh, nice. Well, if you didn't do this, then you weren't really celebrating Father's mm. Day, apparently. And that is to post a huge paragraph on uh, Instagram about your dad. Right. If you didn't do it, then I don't think Father's Day actually happened. Right, it's the tree falling in the woods. Yes. And so celebrities were all over it, even if they're not together anymore. You had your consciously uncoupled Gwyneth Paltrow's doing Happy Mm -hmm. Father's Day to her ex, who's an actual dad of her children, and then her current fiancé, who's sort of like the stepdad to her children. It's not RDJ? No. No? Okay. (laughs) Although they... Don't you feel like they would yeah, make a great couple in real life? I absolutely do. Even though it's not them. <laughs> and it's Pepper and right. and uh, what's-his-face from Iron Man. Exactly. I, I feel like they would be a great couple <laughs> I, in that's, I do feel the same way. It's like it's like my television. It's it's like Meredith Baxter Bernie. Yeah, yeah, you believe that she was really yeah. good with the uh, the dad on her TV show. The, uh, Michael Gross. Michael Gross. Yes. I loved Michael Gross. Yes. Um, but yeah, and then you had your uh, your Jennifer Garner and your Ben Affleck mm-hmm. giving shout outs yeah. to each other, even though they're not together yeah, anymore. Yeah, so she's yelling at him in the pool house. Hey, happy Father's <laughs> Day. Hey, hey, can you skim it? Yeah, skim it. Yeah, please. thanks, Ben. Tell your girlfriend not to swim in the pool until you skim it. Right. <laughs> So weird. But hey, I mean, they're showing us that you can get along. Right. There is life after divorce. It can right. work. No, it, it'll get real when the kids move out of the house. I'm just saying. That's when it's double awkward. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, the kids are grown now? Now it gets real. <laughs> Here's how I really feel about you. Get out. And I don't mean the movie. 
God, go away. Um, but yes, there were also loving tributes from people like Miley Cyrus, mm -hmm. who decided to post some beautiful pictures of uh, her dad from yeah. back in the day. I mean... Didn't, wasn't she rocking that hairstyle a couple years back? Was Miley rocking that yeah, hairstyle? Yeah, I, I believe so. You could be right. Yeah. As, a, as like a tribute or yeah. just because she's that It's business cool. in the front, party in the USA in the back. Oh, uh -uh. you just screwed yourself. You're going to have that song in your head for another <laughs> two know. weeks. I know. Oh, you know I, what's been stuck in my head? What, what's you, now? You should be driving a Kia at Summit Place Kia. It's Summit, Summit Place, Place Kia. Kia. <laughs> How did, why? <laughs> it just every now and then. It's, it's lately it's been either that or party in the effing USA. He comes in every day, mm -hmm. every day. It's still yeah. there. It's still there. Still I there. mean, that's the sign of the world's best earworm. Yeah. If you write a song and it stays in somebody's head for weeks and weeks and weeks, uh -huh. even if they don't want it to be there. Yeah. That's you know pretty what? impressive. It's karma because you know what I used to do? Chameleon? I was that guy that would like put, um, well, that was one of the songs. Mm -hmm. I would put like five or six bucks into the jukebox at Pizza Hut and play the same song over and over again. <laughs> this is Karma coming back. And yes, Karma Chameleon was one of those songs. And then I'd leave. You were a Pizza Hut dude. Yeah. I I would be like, okay, we got our to-go box. And I'd put like five bucks and quarters into the thing and play the same song over and over and over again. Karma, 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 chameleon. Um, and then another person who posted a pretty sweet picture for his uh, papa was The Rock, mm -hmm. both strong men. Because his dad was a wrestler too, right? Am I crazy? Yeah, his name yeah. was The Hard Place. <laughs> you never want to get between them. That should, there should be wrestlers that that's their name. Like, yeah. And then they fight as The Rock and The Hard Place. Yes. And then when people go, I mean. But I've thought about this. I, that needs to be a thing. Damn it, Joe, make that one happen. I want to become a wrestling promoter. <laughs> I won't be here next week as I start my new career as a wrestling promoter. As he should, yes. But I just thought it was super adorable to see him mm -hmm. as a wee baby. Mm -hmm. But probably the ultimate in Father's Day wishes mm -hmm. came from our buddy, our pal, our damn is he all over Twitter now. Mm -hmm. Luke Skywalker, Mr. Mark Hamill, gave a Father's Day shout out to Darth Vader. Fantastic. Fantastic. Happy Father's Day. He is obsessed with his Star Wars parents. He was just uh, yeah. bitching about never meeting uh, Natalie Portman. Well, see, a lot of times when kids are coming of age, it really doesn't, you know, people think that kids kind of act out against this type of thing. Yeah. But sometimes it does not come out until middle age or later in life. That seems you know, to be the case. Parental issues and definitely the case. Yes. I mean, there's a little bit of an edible complex going there <laughs> uh, and an edible complex. I was just going to say, did you say no, edible? That I complex said, is delicious. I said a soft <laughs> bean. Edible. <laughs> yeah, edible. Oh, edible. <laughs> the edible complex. Yes. That's the name of the food court at my apartment building. <laughs> And, uh, you know, now he's, you know, hanging out with Anakin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Another uh, papa who put something out for Father's Day was Jim Gaffigan. Are you a Gaffigan mm. fan? Uh, yeah. He's, he's sort of like there. the king of, of dad comedy. Right. He has five children. And he's just talking yeah. it, about you know, family I'll, life constantly. Let's, let's put it this way. If I happen to land on him on a lazy fall day <laughs> lazy and fall I'd day. rather not rake leaves... I'll leave it on the gaff again. Will you? Yeah. Well, he's got a new comedy special that's coming up, and so he put out a little teaser just in time for Father's Day weekend where he's talking about because he has to travel so much for comedy, when he gets home, he tries to spend quality time with his five children. 
I try and do one-on-one -on -one time with each of my kids, but it's hard because I travel and there's a lot of them. So sometimes that special daddy and me time is just doing something mundane, like going with me to the post office. It's like, that's right, buddy, just you and me going to find out why we got this damn slip on our door. <laughs> Stick that in the memory bank. My dad always making time for me. Squeezing me into errands. I remember walking to the post office and listening to him bitch and moan about the federal government. What a guy. All right, so Noble Ape is coming out. Have you, I feel like you might have. Hmm. Done this to Jonah? Hmm. Although you get to spend quality time with Jonah all the time, but he does I come do. with you and doing it. Oh, yeah. Too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> exactly. oh yeah. <laughs> it's a he's, huge thing. He's down with everything from the post office yes. to Home Depot. Uh-huh. Costco. Um, Costco. Uh, he loves the Costco. Costco. Dad's out there. If you haven't done it yet, take your kids with you when you go to Costco. You know why? You get the shopping done. Your kids get a meal out of the samples. Mm -hmm. And if they're still hungry, you get them the buck fifty hot dog and Bob's your uncle. Nice. Just saying. Yes. But then, you know, the a flip side to that is, can I have the $1,000 backyard play set? Right. Can I have the cedar pergola? What the hell? The cedar pergola? The cedar you want a pergola? <laughs> I mean, the For kids the, got good taste. I can't yeah, blame you know. them on that oh, one. Yeah, cedar, cedar doesn't need finishing. Oh. And it's fragrant. Mm -hmm. Actually, I, I have a, I'm slightly traumatized by the smell of cedar. Oh, you, a hamster accident? Well, not, I mean, not an accident, but... Or, but, or your parents put you in a giant hamster cage. That's what little. it was. That's, they, when I was <laughs> little... Sarah, run on the wheel! They were like, you know what? We can't get a babysitter. Get in the cage yeah. in the little bubble and just... Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Daddy, I'm thirsty. Well, push on the giant ball <laughs> bearing and the water will come out. <laughs> it's like you were there, Joe. Yeah. It's so crazy. No, but I, we did. We had, uh, we had hamsters and guinea pigs mm. and bunnies when I was little. And so you, what you lay down are the cedar chips. Mm -hmm. And then you're constantly having to clean the cage, and so it's all mixed in with like a poop and a pee oh, smell. Yeah. And so cedar, I know some people like cedar lined closets. Yeah, and oh, always in this. Love them. I can't hang with that. that cedar smell. chests? No, no. Like trunks, not chests. Which I so an ex boyfriend of mine handmade a chest, a cedar chest for me, and I hate that smell so much. So when we were together, I couldn't tell him that like I didn't want to put anything. When did it end up at Salvation Army? No, so I gave it to some friends mm -hmm. of mine for their uh, their cottage on the lake. They're oh, using it as like a nice. coffee table. But I'm like, get it out of the house. Well done. And, I can't stand that And it's smell. your excuse for not going to the lake house. No, I mean, actually, I do have to see it now every time uh, I go. Okay. But whatever, at least it's not in my house thinking yeah. up my place. And then you went to Michigan State, and then you lived at Cedar River, and the smell of burning sofas and mopeds Cedar really turned you. It's yes, nice. Exactly. Um, so you said that for Father's Day, you took the fam to see the number one movie at the box yes. office. So much so that it's beaten out, I think, any other animated opening. Dude, it, yeah. Here's the thing. Number one, it was very good. Number Incredibles two, two. Electric Boogaloo. Number two, every flipping show was sold out. We, wow. had to, we had to go to a different theater. We, I went on Fandango and I bought tickets at a different theater from the first theater because every single show, and it was one of the ones where they had the 3D version. Yeah. And then they had the smell-around version. <laughs> and then they had the regular version. And it's like every single one was sold out. There's kids running around in T-shirts. I'm like, dude, really? So we saw the movie. If you love the first Incredibles, it was worth the 13-year wait. 14. 14. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So almost ready to get a driver's permit, the first Incredibles <laughs> movie. Um... 
Yeah, I loved it. Um, it but better it was than the first one or was, about equal? I think the first one was a little bit better because you were meeting them and get yeah. to, getting to know them. Uh, this one, they, they had a featurette, um, which was oh. kind of, it kind of made me cry. Did it? Yeah, a little, a little Pixar short, which I won't spoil it. Uh, and then they had like basically all the cast saying, hey, you got to sit through this short before the movie. So you got to see, it was like, it kind of damaged my kid to see the real people behind oh, the voices. I'm like, oh, that's a bad move yeah, on their part. I didn't, I wasn't a fan of that. I would think that they would have their characters say you have to wait through this short before you see us right. in the movie. Absolutely. Not the human beings well, that are the voice of it <laughs> sitting there flipping <laughs> kids out. Like, why is this voice coming out right. of that man? Well, the, the crux behind the thing was they were saying, well, you've waited 14 years so you can sit through this Pixar short. Damn you, John Lasseter. So... It was, it was a good choice. It's though. funny. Right. But yeah. But, but I just, I don't think they should have shown the actual. Well, here's another takeaway. Hmm. When you see The Incredibles, yeah. who are basically heavily based on the Fantastic Four. Sure. Um, you're like, why can't the Fantastic Four movies be half as good as The Incredibles? Because if they were. Maybe the Fantastic Four movies yeah. should have been animated yeah. and mm. and comedies instead yeah. of the abysmal live action yeah. ones that we had to begin with. Yeah, Jessica Alba could still be. Although her Fantastic Four movie yeah. was better than the reboot all that they them, did all just of a couple were, of years all ago. All of them were, you know, for the compared to the rest. I mean, we're talking like on the same grade as Eric Banya as the Hulk. Oh, you didn't like Eric Banya as the Hulk? No. <laughs> Did you like Ed Norton at all as the host? I liked Ed Norton. Okay. Because there's a one scene where he looks up with the green contact lenses yes. and like, you are channeling Bill Bixby. Yes, he Well, how could you not? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. So $180 million for The Incredibles 2. The movie that previously held the record for animated film opening was Finding Dory. Mm. And so they just crushed it with Incredibles 2. And it looks like there's probably going to be an Incredibles 3 and we won't have to wait 14 years to see right. the sequel or the well, prequel. I saw it on social media. Some people from NRM had chimed in saying, I would love to see a Jack-Jack movie, but there was a Jack-Jack short. Oh, okay. I would love to see a Frozone movie. Yes. But, but for those of you who are thinking it, you just perish the thought. Learn from the Han Solo movie. Don't do a Gazer Beam movie. Because the Gazer Beam makes an appearance in this movie, and you think, oh, what was his backstory? No, 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 no. Just you don't need leave to Leave Gazer Beam in the cave where he belongs. Dead. Dead. Now, were you uh, turned on the entire time you were watching the movie or not? Turned on? Don't you have a mad crush on Holly Hunter? As... I, on her voice, but I don't look at the animated version. <laughs> I don't look at Mrs. Incredible or Elastigirl and Elastigirl, go, oh, yes. yeah, Elastigirl. I don't oh, know. The last time we too, talked, you talked she's about got too, She's too hippie. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Wow. No, no, no. Wow. No, you know what? Here's the thing. I think I see Elastigirl generating um, fanboy lust for uh -huh. animated characters. Okay. And if, for me, it's Holly Hunter's voice. Correct. And the funny thing was, did I just say Holly Hutton, our friend from CBS You Radio? might have had. I think I just did. <laughs> Holly Hutton has a great voice, too, Both. by the way. She mm -hmm. has an amazing voice. Um... <laughs> Wow, I'm just digging this all deeper, aren't I? It's all right. Um, you like Holly Hunter's no, but, voice. But Elastigirl, but Elastigirl, here's the thing. If they ever did a real live version, I could totally see Elastigirl like, being like the ultimate superhero MILF. I'm just saying. I yeah. think she already is. You think? Yeah. See, I have... Uh, it's all right. Uh, now, 
That opened up this weekend. Coming up this Thursday, back for season two, is Detroiters on Comedy Central. Mm, yay! And you know, I feel I feel like a bad uh, Metro Detroiter myself because I've only seen a couple of episodes, uh -huh. and I feel like I should support it more because the two that I saw were really funny. Uh huh. And I just I love that they're making fun of commercials that we all know in the Detroit right. area and that right. they're sort of bringing people in to do cameos that we all know. For instance, um, this season they're going to have Tim Meadows as like a sort of down on himself personal injury lawyer mm -hmm. where his slogan is like, I tried my best <laughs> or something. And I forgot that he was from, yeah, he's, he's from this area. It, the funny thing is his ladies man character is based on a local at like a Detroit corner bar that he used to just kind of like, he'd go hang out at this bar, and he was another patron at the bar. Really? That's what he based the ladies' man on. Get out of here. Oh, and then, so Mort Krim is going to get an entire episode. He's done cameos ah. in season one, but he's going to get a whole episode that's about him. And I forgot that Anchorman, Will Ferrell, based that character on a clip that he saw of Mort Krim, but I think right. it was when Mort Krim was in Philadelphia and not in Detroit oh. at DIV. So it was a super mm. old clip with his 70s hair. I love it. Any way you cut it, I love it. Yeah. So Mort Krim is back. There also is an episode with uh, Jumana Kairos. Do you know who that is? Yes! The, the blonde personal you wanna, injury lawyer. You want to hear the best thing? Okay, so one of the best Halloween costumes I've ever seen yeah. was a guy did his face up as Jumana yeah. and put a blonde wig on, and then he cut the billboard out and put <laughs> a hole in it, and he walked around a Halloween party <laughs> as the Jumana billboard. See, we'll He's hanging out with a beer, like, hey. What's, what's so crazy about her is that she will always look like Janice the Muppet from that band in The Muppets, if yeah. you know what I'm talking oh. about. Oh, you hit me on the hippie comment. Now you're saying that Jumana looks, looks like, like a Muppet. Muppet yeah. Because she does. But she has a cameo where she is in like a tight like pleather or leathery dress, and she's mm. cracking a whip. In, uh, so that's if you're into that, that's one reason alone to watch season two Fantastic. of the Please uh, tell me Detroiters. That they, they show her walking out of Noir Leather. I just want to see that. That Please. would be amazing. All right. When we get back, when we get, 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 get back on Pop That Culture, aye, aye, aye. Um, somebody's in some trouble. Yes. A leader of nerd culture is in big, big trouble, and I don't know if he's going to be able to come back from this, and we will mm. talk about it next on Pop That Culture. Hey, you guys, it's Raphael with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guess what? The only thing we can get down here in the sewer is Skatetainment Weekly on new radio media. Turtle power! Maple Lane Golf Club is a 54-hole golfing treasure located in the heart of Sterling Heights. Maple Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top-flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tee time online at maplelanegolf.com. Come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our nine and dine special. Nine holes of golf and enjoy food and refreshments in the Clubhouse Bistro. That's Maple Lane Golf Club in Sterling Heights. Check us out at maplelanegolf.com. Hi, I'm Art and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service, and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. 
Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Wald Lake. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Wald Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. Welcome back to Pop That Culture. I'm Sarah. And I'm Joe. Pop That Culture is on Facebook, by the way. Not on Twitter, not on Instagram, on Facebook. <laughs> at Pop That Culture. We're proud of that. Yeah, I'm, I have this hate-hate relationship I with know. Twitter. And it's one of those things where I'll log into my Twitter account and I'll start scrolling. Like, I hate you, Twitter. I hate you. But I'll keep on scrolling. An hour later, I hate you, Twitter. I can't stand you. Twitter, oh. you whore. Uh, yes. So... I'm assuming you are a fan of Chris Hardwick. I am. Not because of Singled Out, which is how I Oh, I don't know that, that too. Hardwick. Why not? <laughs> Back in the day with Jenny McCarthy. Uh-huh. But um, because he hosts the Talking Dead shows, mm -hmm. and you're a Walking Dead fan. Actually, before the Talking Dead, mm -hmm. I was a subscriber to the Nerdist podcast. Okay. Which is a creation of Chris Hardwick, yes. which in recent times he has not really been participating mm -hmm. with. However... If you subscribe to the podcast, his episodes will still come yeah. up, and you can listen to them. Well, I think they have a whole website, right? The mm -hmm. Nerdist website, it's, it's, which it's he was like brand. the CEO of, and then he stepped away from, and he kind of let somebody else sort of get control over. Mm. It. But yeah, it's a complete and total brand. Like mm -hmm. he's kind of come up and and made a huge name for himself. And, you know, and, and much like Joe Rogan and Pop That Culture. Um, People, when invited onto the Nerdist podcast, will go. It's like he's yeah. got cred in that world. So not just a television personality, right. but also a new media or streaming personality as well. Yes. And if you're still into Singled Out, you can have that too. <laughs> but he's got his 90s hair going. No, so. I know. Never in watching that show did I think that he would someday just be like the nerd version of Ryan Seacrest with about a thousand jobs. Right. Everywhere. Well, you know what? Um, when, uh, oh my gosh, what's his name? Uh, Michael left uh, Regis's old show. Oh, yes, yes, Michael Strahan. Yes, Michael Strahan left. And they had they rotated different personalities was in he and out. Was he one of them? And Chris Hardwick actually showed up oh. one day. You know, I think it was two or three days he hosted the show. Okay. And I was like, oh my gosh, if he gets this gig, it'll be a triumph for nerds everywhere. Yes. So. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, um, he could lose All everything. Of it. Yeah. Everything. So his ex-girlfriend, who I think he worked with at the Nerdist, mm -hmm. Chloe Dystra, um, she has come out to say that when they were together, that he was uh, verbally and sexually abusive to her. Um, and so now there's all kinds of investigations and people are assessing things. But AMC had sort of a spin-off show from Talking Dead just called Talking, mm -hmm. where Chris Hardwick was doing interviews with different people. That was supposed to have started to air, and they've stopped that for the moment. Right. And then he was also supposed to host panels at San Diego's Comic-Con. Right. 
he has also stepped away from that. And I don't know if he was if this, this show went off the air or not. He was also doing a show called At Midnight, where that show has gone off the air. Yes, but uh, it was hilarious, and I loved it. Yeah. It was sad that it's gone. Yes, mm-hmm. that was a great show. But then he's hosting this big game show on NBC, I think, called The Wall, which I have watched episodes of. He's really good at hosting right. it. And that show doesn't come back until September, but they have already come out to say, well, we're looking into our options. We're waiting until we you know, hear exactly what right. went on here. He has denied the allegations from his ex-girlfriend. But in this day and age, although legally he might not be held accountable if you know, you're innocent until proven guilty, but in the court of public opinion, right. I'm wondering now that the accusations are out there, even though he's denying it, if anyone will ever believe him or if he'll get any of these jobs back. I, I hate to say it, I don't think he will. Wow. And I, and I think the reason being, and I'm, I haven't made a judgment on this, but because of the nature of this type of thing, people have just, if there's other options out there, yeah. people will just go with those options because they don't want to take the chance on somebody that really may have done it. I mean, when you have had people like Bill Cosby let their fans down in such a way, if you were bankrolling these shows, would you even just take a chance or just move on? I would move on. Yeah. Because if something really did happen, no matter how much I love the guy, you got to go like, dude, you know, you can't escape this. You know, I, I can't put my investment and my resources behind producing something for you, right. you know, or if you're producing, distributing it. So, question. Hmm. What is his best move? Because right now he's denying it, and if that's true and he never did the, anything, then I can see why he's denying it. But if he's trying to hedge his bets and saying, no, this never happened, thinking he can save his reputation, I don't think that's hmm. going to work. Do you, as him, come out and say, you know, here's what did happen, I'm in counseling, and, you know, and have him work towards, like, women's charity and go the whole, like, Michael Vick route where, like, he's kind of trying to come back after doing all of his stuff. And that's a really, really good, you know, comparison. I think he should, whether or not anything's happened, I think he should just put it out there and say, look, this is what really happened. You may hear conflicting stories, Mm -hmm. but what I'm saying in my version is really the way I saw things, and... Kind of, you know, let things play out because, um, you know, Johnny Depp went through, you know, some milder versions of this recently. Mm -hmm, With Amber Heard. Yeah, and he just kind of, you know, he did his thing. He just kept on, you know, he held the course. But then again, he's Johnny Depp, you know. Right. (laughs) I mean... I mean, there are people who, like you say, are big stars who have um, lots of controversial things happening, like Mel Gibson. And... He's now back directing movies or being in movies. He mm. was in, what, Daddy's Home 2, I right. think? Right, Electric Boogaloo. And, uh, and so it, people are saying, oh, I guess it takes five, year, five years right. or ten years to forgive a celebrity, and then they can come right back and do whatever they want to do. So does Chris Hardwick just wait this out? Does he come clean? It, it's a tough when one. When you're put in this position... If you did it, shame on you. But if you didn't, how do you move forward? Well, you know, there's a couple of different ways to do it. There's the, the way that we discussed. Right. And then there's the Louis C.K. route. 
where you just kind of disappear. You and you have a really lame-ass apology, yeah, which was, you just kinda, oh, yeah. oh, these women, they look up to me. They thought I was so fantastic. Uh-huh. They just, yeah. I couldn't help it. Mm-mm. They thought I was so amazing. It just happens. His apology was gross. Right. Uh, I, I think the people that really, truly know him, uh, yeah. and I think his management will mm-hmm. probably come up with a way for him to... You know, show his if there is if it is if he is innocent, show his innocence, but don't do it in the way that it looks like you're you know you're protesting so much right. that you're actually you look more and more guilty the yes. more you do it. Yeah, so. this is going to be uh, an interesting one. Unfortunately, it's just another one, another you know thing on the fire of more and more people. Feel like there, I, I don't think there's any man so far that where i could say god i didn't see it coming like it could be anybody it could be anybody that's do- not you joe not you <laughs> that is pulling these kinds of shenanigans you just you never know right somebody who is also used to controversy is eminem mm-hmm. he loves it he lives it he breathes it he feeds off it and he doesn't yes. care what you say no and he clearly doesn't care that he frightened some people when he played bonnaroo and during his set there were a number of sound effects of gunshots to the point where there were people who were at the show who thought something was right. happening. And it's it's really, it's a sad state of affairs in our country when that is really a, a, a true cause for alarm. And Because people have been shot up at concerts. Well, exactly. And so you might want to look at the timing of it and, and kind of slap Eminem on the hand. Unless he was in Slim Shady character. Because, you know, right. Slim Shady is, is totally the more... Different. yeah. He's, he's the more facetious Eminem. Yes. Um, this crazy imp. You can't... Uh, yes. Um, but you know, you got to think about the context of his art. Yes. And he tries to tell the story of his experience on the streets. And if part of that includes gunshots, it's, you got, if you think about it that way, you can kind of see it and go, well, maybe it belongs in the show. Right. But it's, it's an artistic, I mean, yes, he will, he will rap and sing about things that are from his real life, but then he'll also sort of go into this bizarre kind of like fantasy world mm-hmm. where things haven't actually happened. Right. But yeah. So people thought because of where we are in our country right now, that when he played another music festival this weekend, the Firefly Festival, mm-hmm. that he would not have the sound effects in his show, but he did. And he just had a couple of big, um, screens up off to the side Mm. that were black with white lettering that said if you are easily frightened by loud noises or offended by explicit lyrics you shouldn't be here thanks eminem but and that's what my point is is that if you're going to go okay for example if you're going to go see alice cooper you're going to see a, a a representation of a woman beheaded on the stage yes and knowing that it's Alice Cooper on the stage, it shouldn't really surprise you. Mm-hmm. And I'm not apologizing for either one of them. I'm just explaining that, look, yeah. you know, if you're going to a Slayer show, you're going to see a pentagram. Yeah. And so if you've got a problem with it, you've got to kind of step back and go, look, who am I going to see perform? And if some of this content is going to, you know, make me feel uneasy, then perhaps I should skip out. Well, right? I think it's a, going forward now, if people go see his shows, they're aware of it and they can expect it mm. and it's not as big of a deal. I think it's the, the first time it happened, it was a surprise uh-huh. for the audience yeah. and they didn't know this was going to happen. Right. And so it scared them. And I say yeah. rightfully so, it scared them. But right. um, everybody's okay. He's not changing his show. Now, if you go, you know going in that that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So we well, shall see. You know, I used to have these recurring nightmares of having a smelly jock strap rubbed in my <laughs> face. 
And that's why I stopped going to see Marilyn Manson, right? Yes. So, yeah, there you go. exactly. You just got to think before you go. Uh, when we get back, we have a couple of interesting things that have come out. We have a couple that has created maybe their greatest piece of art ever. Oh. And Joe gets to see a lady in a tiny costume that he loves and adores. So oh, we'll my goodness. show it all to you when we get back on Pop That Culture. Hi, I'm Andy. And I'm David. Join us for fun and adventure on our new show, Podquesters, where we fight through imaginary battles and pray to the dice gods for good rolls. Yes, it's an epic, sweeping adventure. We try to fulfill our destinies without driving the Dungeon Master crazy. I thought that was the point. Anyways, check us out here on NewRadioMedia.com, Fridays, Podquesters. See you there. Advertising your business these days can be challenging. Traditional radio and TV ads are expensive and, frankly, a bit of a crapshoot. Not to mention, the audience for over-the-air material is shrinking as more and more of us demand to see and hear what we want, when we want. Advertising on new radio media is a solution. With our live streaming programs that are also available on demand, your message is always ready when your customers are ready to watch and listen, all for a fraction of what you'd likely have been paying for other ads. NewRadioMedia.com. Call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999 for more information. A study from Johns Hopkins researchers indicates a high-fat diet may lead to the development of new nerve cells in your brain that influence how much you eat. But it's also been known for decades that the brain continues to form new nerve cells well into adulthood. So for now, it appears the process occurs not only in the parts of your brain associated with memory and a sense of smell, but also in the ones that control your various body functions, including hunger and thirst. One researcher believes that your brain functions this way as part of your body's survival mechanism. When food is abundant, it generates cells that will make you eat more and make you store excess calories as fat for use when food is not readily available. But the problem with humans, particularly those in developed countries, is that food is almost always readily available. So the more you eat, the more fat you store, and the greater becomes your appetite. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. Welcome back to Pop That Culture. We are hanging out and we are ready to show you something that I was kind of hoping for more. Mm. And <laughs> I was hoping for less. No, yeah. Just kidding. No, he's not kidding. It's true. No. Um, so there were these little breadcrumbs left out, some first mm. look photos from the next Wonder Woman movie. Mm. Wonder Woman 1984. And uh, one was super boring where she's just looking at a wall full of monitors. You couldn't really mm. see anything. And then the one everyone was wigging out about was because it was uh, Chris Pine as Steve Trevor in like an 80s track. So With a fanny pack! Yeah! What, I mean, they're, nice. so, they're so convenient. Maybe he becomes a record rep in 1984. <laughs> Hey, I got some laminates and backstage passes. <laughs> do you want to see Bon Jovi? Yeah. Yes, you do. Um, <laughs> but then Gal Gadot finally put out a picture on her own social media of what her Wonder Woman costume is going to look like for Wonder Woman 1984. Mm. We were all holding our breath. Dun, 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 dun. It looks 
the same yeah. as the one from it, the it looks first movie. Less muted. Right. So it looks slightly brighter, but I'm wondering if that's just the lighting. Yeah. And not really. And not a being shot in trench warfare conditions. Right. Yes. I mean, it's definitely not as dark as the Zack Snyder mm -hmm. one from the right. Batman, Superman, whatever. Um, but question, and I hate to be the woman asking this, but um, did they make Wonder Woman's costume boobs bigger, or am I crazy? Huh. <laughs> let me um, let me stew Do on some this research. and, and yeah. research it and get back yeah. to you. So anyway, uh, because it looks, because I, I, at first I'm like, oh, they just they made it brighter, which would be more 80s-ish, mm -hmm. because her costume in right. the late 70s, early 80s it was brighter. But um, if it is pretty much the same as it is from the first movie, then that leads people to believe that the whole time travel theory is probably how Steve Trevor is still alive. Right. That she's just wearing the same costume from 1917 and, you know. Or she just hung it up in a closet and, <laughs> you know, let the wrinkles come out of it and then just put it back on again. <laughs> Why do you have to make things so hard? <laughs> she is downy wrinkle yeah. release, which I live by. I love that yes. stuff. Yes. She just washed it in wool eye. <laughs> Follow the instructions on the tag. Put it up in a closet with some cedar uh, chips. Oh, gross. Keep the moths out of it. You know, it's kind of like wedding dresses. Why not? Right, right, yeah. Over the weekend, people were also losing their mind because there was a dual release. Oh, my. Um, between Beyonce and Jay-Z, they dropped us a surprise, mm. sort of surprise, album together over the weekend called Everything is Love. And they put it out on his title streaming service because, of course. Oh, yes. So they're saying this is kind of like the third in the trilogy that she put out Lemonade, like you're a bastard and you cheated on me. Mm. And he put out 444 where he's like, yep, mm -hmm. I was a bastard and I cheated on you. And then they put out an album together where they were like, we've worked through our marital mm -hmm. issues and we are stronger than ever. And now we have this wonderful piece of art yeah. for everyone to share. Have you listened to it? Um, I have not. Have See, you? I have not listened to it, but I'm hoping against hope that when I do, yeah. I will hear a cover version of Peaches and Herbs reunited. <laughs> this is about as close as you're going to get because this is a mm. teaser for one of the music videos for the album, which I think is called um, Ape Shit. I'm just going to say it because right. they're going to say it. Um, and it's really close to Peaches and Derb. I think you'll enjoy it, Joe. Mm. the peaches in her of DNA <laughs> in that just song. Just running right yeah. through it, yes. And, you know, Jay-Z's impersonation of Philip Michael Thomas from Miami Vice <laughs> is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, and because they're them, they're like, yeah, we're going to shut down the Louvre yeah. and shoot our music, music yeah. video in there. Yeah. Just oh, no so baggy. Mr. Z, you want to shoot it in the pyramid in front of the Louvre. No, no, no. In the Louvre. In, in the, the Louvre. actual Louvre. And everybody else has to leave. Yeah. Because we're making a music yeah. video. Yeah, we got to do a Louvre job. <laughs> Yay. I'm sure you've been out with your son, and I know I, as a child, made my parents very, mm. very nervous when we were in certain stores yes. and there were breakable things uh -huh. in the store. Yes. 
you just hold your breath and you hope that your child is, uh, you know, has learned everything that you've taught them and is going to uh -huh. be okay. Unfortunately, there were a set of parents that weren't really watching their child that closely at an art exhibit. Mm -hmm. And said child went up and tried to hug a not very Ooh. well attached sculpture. Ooh. Ooh. And then the sculpture crashed and fell on the child and fell to the ground. The artist decided that uh, he can't repair it, and so now it looks like the parents are on the hook for $132,000. Mm. So here's a local news report so you can actually see the security footage of all this going down. Check this out. Surveillance video captures a five-year-old hugging a sculpture on display last month. It then topples over partly on top of him there and then falls to the ground. After rushing to help that boy, the boy's mother soon learned the sculpture's hefty price tag. Maybe this is like 800 or something. No, it's $132,000. I'm sorry, we're finished here. Done. <laughs> the city is calling the incident unfortunate, but says the artwork should not have been touched. The parents say they may need to pull money from their homeowner's insurance to help pay the bill. Yeah, they're not going to yeah. get out of it. They are going to have to pay the right. money. I hope they got the umbrella coverage right. on the homeowner's policy. That's great. First of all, let me just say that the um, the news anchor said that the mom rushed over mm. to her. No. no. Her mom was just sauntering no. over, had been sitting in the back watching this thing happen the mm. whole time. No, and that's where, you know, as a parent, you know, and I'm not saying that I'm necessarily that much of a helicopter, but if I'm in a place with things of value that I frankly don't want to pay for, mm -hmm. I'm going to keep my kid within arm's length and go, look, dude, uh-uh. I mean, if it, I mean, I hate to say it because it sounds like I'm on a high horse. Uh, well, I am on a high horse. Giddy up. Don't let your kid that close to it. I mean, that is... Walk around yeah. with your child Hold as they're hand. looking at the art. Mm. Don't be like, I'm going to be on the bench. Yeah. You guys, just whatever. Go play with now, the sculpture. There's one situation like this where I think the circumstances would be different. If it were Sidney Crosby's kid and the thing fell on him, he'd dive and stay down. <laughs> and then they would have sued the place who right. owned the art for hurting their kid. Right. See how that works? Oh, you just got real hulky up in here. I, you know. It happens. I'm just saying. Also a disaster was the John Gotti movie that came out over oh the weekend God. starring John Travolta. Now, if you go on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Oh, there goes my earpiece. Oh, jeez. Right. That's okay, all right. There we go. If you go on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. you'd be hard-pressed to find something with a zero rating. Funny you should say. Because, uh, so the big story is that the movie came out over this weekend and as of right now, but I think there are only 17 reviews. Mm. Um, Gotti has a 0% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Two other Travolta movies have 0% ratings <laughs> on <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. But it's a little bit weird because these were movies that came out, I think, before Rotten Tomatoes mm. was started. So it's people right. looking back at it now. Yeah. I don't know what the reviewers said at the time. Uh, yeah. But it was 1983's Staying Alive. Mm. And then 1993's Look Who's Talking Now, which was the sequel to Look Who's Talking. Look Who's Talking, yeah. adorable. Look and who's Staying talking Alive, now. sequel to Saturday Night Fever. Right. Now, here's the thing. Critics often reverse themselves. There have, there have been a couple times where Roger Ebert has gone, I don't know what I was thinking when I gave this movie right. a thumbs down. So in, in all fairness, but if you look at Rotten Tomatoes, some of the, like all the Golden Raspberries winners, they at least have like 5%. 
3%, you know? Well, you know what I didn't look up, actually, is another Travolta movie. I wonder what um, Battlefield Earth, his Scientology movie, scored. Hmm. That may be one of the worst. And I will purposely watch bad movies, and I watched this one, and I, I was impressed by how bad it was. It wow. Was, ridiculous right. but maybe because there are scientologists voting and that one did all right i don't know I, wow it's just you were talking about it your eyes rolled into the back I, of your head. I, because it's that bad um, now this huh. one Gotti, which tr- what's that three percent okay so not a zero battlefield earth three percent um this one was directed by kevin connelly from entourage travolta was waiting forever for this project to finally happen mm. and then he wants it to be greenlit with the kid from entourage directing it okay I, no. well here's what you get sir you no. get zero percent and i've tomatoes. never been an entourage fan no no i i just it's not in my wheelhouse i can't do that show Mm-mm. or the movie uh obnoxious also obnoxious is one miss Catherine zeta jones she recently did an interview where she kind of has a case of the kanye's where she's like mm-hmm. you know what I'm awesome, and I'm not going to be humble about yeah. it anymore. If you're offended by my awesomeness, you can just not look at it. Yeah. She said, I'm sick of being humble, so sorry I'm rich. So sorry that I'm married to a movie star. Sorry that I'm really attractive. She's like, hmm. I'm not going to apologize anymore. I'm just going to concentrate on my work, the work. Yeah. And she's like, screw it if you're mad at me for having money and being good looking because that's who I am. No, I'm mad at you because of your attitude. <laughs> It's being simple. A total yacht, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Jeez. Nice, like yacht. Nice. <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, I didn't see the next thing initially when it was happening, but apparently there's this big uh, back and forth going on between Jimmy Kimmel and Ted Cruz. Mm-hmm. And there is an actual fish called a blobfish. If you've seen, <laughs> it looks like a little old man face, and it does oh, yeah, yeah, have like yeah. a, I have a long that. smile. And it, yeah. it, it almost it looks like something Jim Henson would create, and mm. you can't believe it's an actual thing, but it's a real fish. So Jimmy Kimmel had started calling Ted Cruz a blobfish. Mm-hmm. Ted Cruz was like, you know what? Let's take this to the court, the basketball court. Uh-huh. And he challenged him to a charity basketball game, which I believe is going to be aired tonight, uh. but it happened over the weekend. And for all of his smack talking, Kimmel lost. Uh huh. Sadly, the final score was eleven to nine it, between these two gentlemen. But it's Ted Cruz. You know what I mean? It's like the, regardless of his true physical condition or his basketball skills. Yeah. Who knew he was a baller? I did not know he was a baller. Um, you know, and the I don't fact think he still is. When, when you talk smack and you let a politician beat you on the court, you got a lot of crow to eat. I. I cannot uh, wait for the clips tonight from the Jimmy Kimmel right. show where he talks about this and has to admit that he got schooled by Ted Cruz. It's, it's amazing. On the basketball court. You know, and I love Kimmel. I yeah. really, I think he's, in, and you actually have had some internet uh, interaction with Jimmy Kimmel. Some international in, with Jimmy Kimmel? International House of Burgers with Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> yes. Like, oh my gosh, this isn't a pancake. Oh. This is so delicious. Yes. Um, but yeah, you, at a, in a prior incarnation of your mm-hmm. career, you, you have actually in, you know, he's a radio guy. Correct. You know, just like we are. We yes. come from a radio background. And... It, it's so, it's like, I, I love the guy. You know, I think he's great. He's made it this far. Mm-hmm. But, dude, you got owned by Ted Cruz. He totally did. I uh, mean, there's money going to charity, which is nice. 
And I love that he was willing to step up. And when Ted Cruz said, I want to challenge you to basketball, he's mm. like, all right, bro, you know, yeah. bring it. And then he completely embarrassed yeah. himself. So, yeah. Maybe you should amazing. have challenged Tyo Cruz. You know? <laughs> Just saying. Now, they could have challenged each other in a game of soccer, but they mm. did not. Are you uh, paying any more attention to World Cup or like me? Or are you just still you like, know what? I try. Happening? I honestly, I try to get into football. Football. I, uh, I just, I either don't have the time or the inclination to commit myself, even though <laughs> it is a, it's a wonderful sport. I mean, it really is. I love the international factor. Yes. Um, I, I hate Vuvuzelas. <laughs> um, I love the highlight films because some of the kicks these guys do are ridiculous. Incredible. Uh, and I do respect the sport, but I, and, but I don't like FIFA. Uh, so <laughs> all these together puts me in a position where I'm like, hey. Well, I have to say, I am impressed with one thing, which mm. is that, um, you know, soccer fans and soccer hooligans, I mean, they're so into it, um, as are the fans from Mexico. And mm. when one of their players scored a goal in Mexico City on Sunday, uh, it actually registered as a small earthquake. I love that. Because fans were going so bonkers over this and jumping up and down right. and screaming that they they actually created a small earthquake thing where right. they were celebrating one goal. Right. Jesus, if Mexico goes all the way, I can only imagine the kind yeah. of earthquakes that we're going to well, be having. Well, you know, during my college DJ days, I was pretty proud of getting the Alpha Kappa Psi house to bounce up and down when I played <laughs> Jump Around by House of Pain. This is a whole different thing. This is amazing. Bro. <laughs> so... Viva La Mexico, that was pretty uh -huh. incredible. When we get back on Pop That Culture, we're going to talk about a couple of things, one of which might be the best way for you to wake up in the morning and not be so angry at the world. Ooh. And we'll explain when we get back. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected. <laughs> And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot com. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. And the things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. 
Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. Welcome back to Pop That Culture. I'm Sarah. And I'm Joe. You laughed about the expose that I put in. <laughs> I mean, listen, <laughs> this man works very hard to find songs that go with what we're talking about. You might need to find songs that go with. I curate the songs. He curates. The word is curate. <laughs> Come on. You can't just throw any old song in between yeah. there. You have to look for the connections mm -hmm. between the songs that you yes. hear as we're coming back. And then once we start talking about stuff, you'll be like, bah, yes. expose. The world is my pun. <laughs> yes. I'm just saying. Exactly. So, yes, I was, uh, I was very impressed and happy that you threw a little expose in there because everybody needs a little bit of expose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there is a, a man who was exposed, exposed in trouble, big trouble right. in Little China. Um, he actually was able to go across the country, this 23-year-old, and make a thousand separate fake returns to Walmart. I, how do you do that? Balls. I always have to show my driver's license. Balls. Where's big. your receipt? Yes. Please. Unreal. Give us a DNA sample. <laughs> my God. So it's, it added up to $1.3 million worth of merchandise that he was able to do fake returns. And I'm actually not sure if he did the thing where he just takes something off a shelf and then goes to the returns mm. and exchanges and pretends like, oh, I don't have my receipt right. or how that I don't know how lenient their policy is or isn't it's they'll work with you but I mean I've never tried to abuse the return policy mm -hmm. ever since that target incident in 95 <laughs> you know I've I've really tried to color within the lines of the return policies of all major retailers mm-hmm uh, yes yeah, so he is uh, currently in jail as bond has been said at forty thousand mm. dollars and he is in big big trouble right but I wonder if after he was able to do all this, if Walmart will change their return policy? I hope all? not, because, I mean, it's fair. Yeah. I mean, really, it's it's more than fair. And like I said, they do work with you. And it's Walmart's return policy is parallel to many, many other stores' return policies. And I, most of them are fair. And I know a lot of people that have worked in retail, and I've heard all the horror stories oh, yeah. about people that are returning jeans. That was Unless you're Costco, who has the most general, <laughs> re generous return policy in the business. I've heard of people that it's like, well, uh, yeah, these jeans were defective, but they've been worn for like 10 years. It's like, no, I think you got your use out of those yeah. $40 jeans. Gross. Although I hate when you go to a store and you're doing a legitimate return mm. and you haven't done anything wrong, but they look at you like a criminal. Right. They're like looking over the shoes. Well, what kind of criminal? A smooth criminal? Are you an easy waker upper? <laughs> or is it difficult for I'm you to wake up? No. <laughs> yeah, I'm just checking. Do you know how many? I had to set, you know how some people set two alarms? Yeah. Okay, so uh, in my prior life on the morning show, um, I would get up at what? Probably about uh, 2.45, 3 o'clock oh, to start God. prepping. Uh, and then, so what I would have to do was I'd set an alarm clock by my bed mm -hmm. and one in a couple different rooms. Yeah. To, so I'd have to get up. 
And it's part of it is because I didn't want to miss my kids' bedtime. Like to sure. me, reading the bedtime story yeah. is a really important thing because it's not going to happen forever. I know. So you're gonna read the bedtime story. It's so sweet. Yeah. Well, there is a new way for you to wake up. There's a Kickstarter out there right now. I think they need like thirty thousand dollars, so <clears throat> it's gonna take a lot. But they want to have this alarm clock where it uses um, three different senses to wake ah, you up. I see. So. I've already used those sunrise alarm clocks yes. where the light kind of gradually mm -hmm. comes up on the alarm clock. Yes, my wife and has one. And then there's sound. But mm. this is taking it a step further because the first thing that happens with this alarm clock, I don't know how many minutes beforehand you can set it to start, are um, smells. What? Wait, wait, wait. Smells? Yeah. Does it pull the sheet over your head? <laughs> They Dutch oven you, and the you're Dutch like, oh my God, I have to wake up. It works every time. This is awful. Jesus. No, it's nice smells like that you can pick. Um, chocolate factory, mm. orange juice, cappuccino, pine forest, rose garden. So uh, the smell starts to permeate the room first. Right. Then there's light. Then there's sound. There's only one thing that would help with that. What you know would those that alarm be? clocks that jump off your nightstand I've seen and you those, have to chase yeah. them around yeah. that too? Yeah. So um, it's like the fourth thing it does? Yeah, but you have an alarm clock. Does your cat wake you up when you're supposed to wake up? No, because he sleeps in the front office. Oh. And then when I wake up in the morning, I let him out. I see. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. Wow. I don't need that cat marching around on my face. Yeah. Just, are you sure he's in the front office the whole night? Yeah, that's where he writes his book. He's, oh, really? he's got like a, a novel he's working does on. Does he jump in the car and drive over to Craig <laughs> Foley's house and wake him up? He does. He's Tootses the driving <laughs> cat. Yes. Coming up next, our buddy, our pal, the man, the myth, the legend, Craig Foley is going to take care of you for two hours. And he's going to have incredible things to tell you. Of course he will. We don't know what they are yet, but you <laughs> will when you listen to The Craig Folly Show. And we will see you tomorrow on Pop That Culture.